Welcome to Garden Society. We are a sisterhood of women exploring holistic ways to rejuvenate from the rigors of daily life. We are wives and moms, sisters and girlfriends, bill payers, breadwinners, multitaskers, and peacemakers. We invite you to explore the possibility of elevating every day with our favorite plant. Grant yourself permission to chill out, smoke a joint, and get inspired to find your joy with us on Garden Society, the podcast. This gathering of the Garden Society is now in session. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Garden Society, the podcast. Erin and I are so excited to be back. It's been a few days since we've recorded. I mean, probably a couple of weeks, <laughs> but it is so good to be back in the studio. And today we are talking about the calm of cannabis with our very own wonderful, amazing, lovely producer, Joanna Newding. Yay! Miss Joe. What? You know, who better to really talk about the calm of cannabis, not being afraid of THC, and and also tacking on their women lifting women up in and amongst the stigmatization of cannabis. Joe hosts, as many of you may know, Casually Baked, a podcast that she's been hosting since 2015. It is really, in my, you know, sort of point of view, intended to bring the cannabis industry into mainstream media. So allowing cultivators and really the OGs of our industry to come forward and, and current, you know, really bring the cannabis industry into everyday people's lives and create less of a stigma there as well. Totally. And thank you so much for giving me this platform to help expand that message even more. I started Casually Baked in 2015. I didn't actually start the podcast until two years ago. I'm celebrating my anniversary in May, but I've been trying to serve up a weekly dose of can of confidence, and I love being able to bring our world to the gen pop. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like there's so much of us talking in a bubble and talking to ourselves about cannabis and cannabis for wellness and, you know, how much we love THC and how much it's helpful. But the people that are outside of our world still think it's crazy and it's mm -hmm. stigmatized. And so being able to turn around and speak to the gen pop and let them know that we are all normal and <laughs> empowered women. Mm -hmm. So I think for our listeners, just to level set, Carly and I thought this was a really important topic. And Joe, you're so perfect for it because we were doing an event at the Battery, mm -hmm. which is an exclusive social club in San Francisco that's member-based. Yeah. And we were sitting around with over 40 women in the hot in tub. In the hot tub. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And everybody was asking questions about how to use cannabis for wellness and does it solve this, does it help that, et cetera. And there was this overarching theme in this audience that they only wanted CBD and nobody wanted THC. They were afraid to lose control. They weren't yes. interested in it. They only want the medical value of it. And it was a really big moment for Carly and I to look at each other and say, 
hey, ladies, it's really fun to be high. It's normal. It's healthy. Like, choose yourself. Don't be afraid of this whole stigma associated to the THC where only the CBD is considered good. And so it's- When in fact, THC has many medicinal values. Yeah, yeah. some new research from John Hopkins just showed that it actually has potentially more medical values than CBD. Well, and partnering them together is really what's so important. And so- yeah. I would I would love for you to explain that. Can you talk about the entourage effect and what you're talking about? And- yeah, totally. So, you know, I I like to equate it as, hey, wait, we're all band members. So this is going <laughs> to be great. We are. Okay. <laughs> Carly so- on the tuba, me on the piccolo. And me on the clarinet. Yes. Woo! And we're all great by ourselves. <laughs> we all sound just fine in a solo. Well, not Piccolo's me. questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not But me. yes, we'll be inclusive. Okay. I'm like the CBD isolate, not me alone. <laughs> so when we're all together, we sound amazing. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way the cannabinoids are. So THC and CBD and CBG and CBC and all of them, they're all great by themselves, but together they help each other do their job better. They create so, harmony. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, when people say that they don't want to be high, they don't want to have those feelings of being out of control, then my conversation with them starts at, okay, well, great. We'll do something that's CBD dominant, but just with trace amounts of THC. We'll do a, you know, a 16 to one and then, and then graduate to an eight to one. And, you know, eventually. What does that that mean? 16 to one. So 16 parts CBD, one part THC. And so a lot of these people that don't want to get high, they don't want to smoke anything. Mm -hmm. And so it's, They'll see that on these tincture bottles or these sublinguals. They'll get to see. (laughs) Sorry, I have an itch on my ear. (laughs) They can see what these ratios are. And or you can even go in and just say to your bud tender, I need something that's high CBD, low THC, and then make them point you in the right direction. Or if you don't like going into a store to shop, you can do that on Sava.com or any, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these other GardenSociety.com. Yeah. In yeah. Sonoma County. <laughs> um, That's right. One thing that we like to talk a lot about when we do these talks is the science of how this all works. And I think it's important for us to recognize that a lot of the logic and a lot of the evidence to date around the the entourage effect or what we call the terpenes and all the cannabinoids together is anecdotal evidence because unfortunately due to the federal prohibition on cannabis, there's not a lot of true medical value or medical quality studies that have been done, but they're starting to come. So last year, Congress made a change and now the research is starting to really catch up. I know UCLA, I was with Jeff Chen down there um, a few weekends ago in Utah and the work he's doing to really understand the entourage effect and to be able to show the value of THC versus CBD is going to start making more education and more um, facts, less anecdotal, more medical and specific scientific facts around the value of the, the entourage effect. Absolutely. And in fact, when I was in Calgary a few weeks ago, I was talking with a few of the people in the industry there, and because it's federally legal, now the universities and the government and these scientists are all working together, so there will be even more research coming out of Canada to help with this. But that's another reason why it's so important to push for federal legalization, because 
if you want the data, then we have to have the opportunity to give it to you. Yep. And I think it's also really important to understand what you're buying from a source perspective, because there's a lot of CBD in the market that is from um, Asia, China specifically, and it's sold even on places like Amazon. But that is not true high quality CBD or THC CBD like we talk about on the show. It's part of the cannabis movement. A lot of people are trying to ride the train, if you will, around the desire for cannabinoids. And they're looking at putting products into the market that don't have the efficacy and won't deliver the results that you're looking for. So you have to be really careful if you don't buy from a licensed distributor or licensed retailer. Definitely. And I think something that is just coming out from a consumer standpoint is the understanding of the testing that cannabis, regulated cannabis in California undergoes and CBD is not held to those standards. So you really don't know what you're getting in that bottle or whatever it is. Whereas if you go to a licensed dispensary, you can find, as Joe mentioned, a 20 to 1 and an 18 to 1 working your way down to find your comfort level. And maybe your comfort level is 20 to 1. Um, but, you know, if you're, there are so many ways in which cannabis can bring more joy to your life. And I say that not just putting more smiles on your face, but just making you feel better and more whole. I think it's a really great thing to just kind of let your guard down a little bit, do your homework, and just learn to understand the benefits of what THC can bring to your life. I tell this story a lot, and probably some of you have heard it before, but we had an early, within Garden Society, we have a gardener program. So we do in-home parties for women up in Sonoma County. And we had a customer who was going through a really hard time, was really having a difficult time in the marriage. They were getting divorced. They were separating. Everything was bad, bad, bad. And she was really interested in cannabis and how it could help her. So we gave her one of our fruit gelés. And I talked her through it. And I said, you know, about three o'clock in the afternoon, have one of these, um, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And coached her through the process. So the next day I texted her how to go. And she said, I didn't feel anything. I said, you didn't feel (laughs) anything. I was like, that's not possible because we know it's tested out. Now everybody's body's different. We know, but I was really surprised. And I said, tell me about your night. She's like, well, I had the most fabulous night. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And she's like, well, my kids were so well behaved and my husband and I actually got along and, you know, we were actually intimate and I slept really well. And like, I just couldn't believe where this night came from. I'm like, but you didn't feel anything, (laughs) right? So it's this idea that people, I think, with THC feel like they're going to go on some type of acid trip or they have an expectation of a hallucinogenic or what we think of drugs from a stigma perspective. And the reality is it doesn't have to be that. Like you can use THC in a way that just makes you less anxious and more present and more there and more, you know, who you really authentically want to be. I absolutely agree. And I have had similar experiences with people in my life about not thinking they're feeling even the effects of the CBD only of, you know, that lightness of being. Frankly, it's because people aren't really that in tune with their body. They just get so involved in their day and they stop to check in. And I think that's part of the beauty of cannabis and really being able to hone that experience is knowing like, okay, I'm going to take this and now I'm going to be aware of my body and I'm going to just be present and have fun with my kids and be intimate with my husband or, you know, whatever those things are that a normal day can be an amazing day. Yeah, get out of your own way. Absolutely. So, Joe, you've worked in <clears> – sorry, I'm having such bad allergies. Oh, no, it's okay. Me <laughs> um, too, girl. I'm sure all of you are too out there. Um, so – 
you have worked in rigid environments, you know, studios, you have been sort of within the confines of, I'll call it corporate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now you're in a place where you are an entrepreneur, you have mm-hmm. your own business. So I would love to hear like kind of how you've used cannabis throughout those parts of your career and what it has done to kind of help make your life, you know, I'll let you fill in the blank, but like enhance or whatever. Um, I would just love to hear sort of that journey for you. Absolutely. So I've spent the better part of 22 years in corporate, well, in the business world. I was in corporate America until June of 2012 when I quit my life and moved to Italy. (laughs) Before then, you know, I was in a space where I could always consume cannabis. I worked in the media, so I was never drug tested. And so it helped me be creative. And I did it all the time. I didn't, you know, really talk about it. Well, then when I got into marketing for a real estate developer, I was showing up in an office that was a luxury high-rise condominium. And so I couldn't just be myself. <laughs> I was really having to there be There was a mold. Up. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would get high before I left the house in the morning and then get to work and then go home at lunch so I could get high again. And, you know, sometimes if I had a party to put together in the evening, I would sneak back down to my office, which was a condo, and go out on the balcony and smoke a joint with, you know, one of the construction guys or something. (laughs) And so, but it was this thing where I felt like my boss was my dad and I didn't want to disappoint him. And I just, I was using cannabis exploratory in the evenings, like making oils and butters. And then on the weekends, selling cookies (laughs) and candies and shit at the South by Southwest uh, or ACL Music Festival or whatever. And it was becoming a side hustle and I was becoming a pot nerd and I was starting to buy all the different vaping devices that were brand new on the market. And I was the go-to person for my friends if they wanted weed, if they had questions about it or whatever. And all the meanwhile, you're working all in the this meanwhile, real I'm office. a marketing director <laughs> with six brands and I, you know, I had a huge life. But I just was not loving it anymore. It was like you talking about, you know, where you're flying all over the world doing your job and you're just over it. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I wanted to quit my life. Absolutely. And so it's like, okay, how can I get paid to be myself? What does that look like? And so I went into my boss's office one day after I'd pitched a work abroad program or, you know, just some sort of way that I could travel more and he just wasn't having any of it. So I just gave a two-month notice. I told him I would find my replacement, I would train them, and then I was moving to Italy. And why did you choose Italy? Well, in my mind, I felt like Italians were probably as friendly as Texans. <laughs> and since I was going to be traveling alone, I was like, I bet I'll just get along with Italians. And they're hot. <laughs> well, that didn't hurt. But did you find that they were friendly? Yeah, were they friendly? Oh, yes. Okay, that's yes, good. It was the most amazing gift I've ever given myself. Good. good. Did you smoke some good hash? Oh, my gosh. I had weed the very 
first day I got there and it was, the weed's not good. Oh, the yeah. hash is amazing. Yeah. Because it's Moroccan hash. Oh, wow. And so I had really great connections, good friends. They were really kind of, I mean, they're weird about weed, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's so stigmatized. And, you know, I'd message somebody on Facebook about it and he was just like, don't ever send me messages like this again. <sighs> so I, you know, I learned about the, their culture really fast. But yeah, I, I just spent 16 months and I was, I started incorporating a cannabis infused meditation every morning. I cooked three meals a day. I spent time in Giardini Margarita, the, <laughs> the park next to my place. And I just wrote and I was like, you know, what does it look like for me to get paid to be myself? So describe a medicated meditation. Yeah. So I, I call it being casually baked. <laughs> I, you know, that's how I've done my job for 20 years, functionally high. And so it's this idea of being able to take a couple of hits and then quickly get into your body. So, you know, when you go to meditate and it sometimes might take five minutes to get out of your head and into your body. But I feel like when you get casually baked, then you can take three or four really nice breaths and close your eyes and, and get in it faster. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, that's what we all want. We're busy and fabulous. We got things to do and places to be. So if you can get in it quickly and then, you know, for me, my sweet spot's 20 minutes some people that might be too much, but you know, 10 minutes of just being still and being in your body is so good for you. Mm -hmm. Do you just set a timer? I do a couple of different things. So there are some meditation apps that I like that we can include in the show notes. Great, great. But they do, like right now I'm doing a 20-part a, a series on stress. <laughs> wow. Because I'm really overwhelmed and there's a lot going on. And so Sometimes there is music that you can use, or if you, you know, you really just need the timer, there's some that are just like some really slow, soft, melodic music. I like doing that because, you know, somebody walking in and out of my building, I'm in downtown Oakland, you know, it's a lot more soothing than just hearing car noises or Babies crying or dogs barking or whatever your thing might be. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> well, a lot of people talk about being casually baked for exercise too. There's a big mm. initiative right now in the cannabis industry around how cannabinoids can help you work out and they can alleviate inflammation and pain and help you with focus and help you get to that. What, what I think anyone who exercises does when it's in an environment like a long distance run or a long distance swim is it's actually a form of meditation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like getting within yourself and pushing through the barriers of, you know, that first five minutes on your run and like getting into a groove and really having your body just move and being there and being present. And so cannabis has been shown now to be so helpful in exercise and, you know, helping you have longer exercises, more aware exercising. Um, so it's really interesting to see how you can integrate this amazing plant into all these different aspects of your life, doing this little coin called casually baked. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I can see too how someone who, if maybe they have bad knees or ankles or something where getting a little bit high and you get that pain reliever going. So then that first like, you know, 800 that normally is brutal. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not much of a runner, but as you were saying all that, I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can totally feel that. What do you talk, how do you talk to guests when they say, oh, I'm afraid of THC? I typically ask them if they've had a bad experience Mm. because, you know, everyone's thoughts on things are rooted in, you know, some deep-seated fear or past experience. Mm -hmm. And so you don't really know how to talk to somebody about their thing unless you know what What, that is. Yeah. So if they say they don't like THC and I ask if they've had a bad experience and they're like, well, no, I've never tried it. Then that's, you know, my typical, there's three keys to having a positive experience with cannabis. (laughs) You know, tell us, Joe, what are they? (laughs) (laughs) Mindfulness, microdosing, and your willingness to experiment. I like it. I love it. It's really true. To me, the idea of really having your own self-actualized experience and relationship with cannabis, you have to be really intentional. You do. You know, and it's just like sometimes I'm taking it because I am about to go meet one of my girlfriends at the park and sit in the sunshine and I just want to be high and giggle and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. You know, and not so, think about the laundry list of things that yeah, you should be guilt, doing at the home. mom guilt. Or the, yeah, just guilt. Yeah. I, although we've all had those bad experiences, I had a very fun beta breakers that my girlfriend Heather and I purchased a, I think it was like a Fruity Pebbles Rice Krispie Cake from a gypsy on the street. And I don't even know what was in there. All I know is we were hustling and we were like all of a sudden then like spinning and it was just bad, right? And so I think not to bring it back, like we all have had that one, not all of us, but a lot yeah. of us have had that one, especially when we were young and experimenting. Oh, yeah. And I think it's really shows the value of buying from the regulated market mm-hmm. because like those dosages of what would cause that aren't available today in the regulated market. So right. if you're worried about it, that's where you can go to the dispensary and you know exactly what you're getting and you can start to experiment with THC in a very controlled way that you can write down what you're doing and you don't have to have this fear of, well, for us, it was really fun, but for the perspective <laughs> of the fruity pebble rice crispy cake that is going to send you to what might be a, like a an uncomfortable a, an place. uncomfortable place or an altering right. place, like from the bay to the moon, and <laughs> <laughs> from bay to breakers. There's a lot of nudie people around. I don't know. It was like, uh, but anyway, that doesn't. When you take a five milligram fruit gelée, for example, that doesn't happen to you because there's not enough THC in there to cause that. Versus like what we had was probably like a hundred milligrams. Eat. Oh and I know so. there's some people that are a little bit absent-minded when they are consuming. And so, you know, someone who has no experience and they get one of the chocolate bars, sure, there's five milligrams in one square, but the whole chocolate bar is 100 milligrams. So if you are experimenting, another important thing to do is sometimes just break off your dosage and then wrap the thing up and put it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That way, when you absentmindedly go to get a snack, you're not doing that well, again. We, we definitely yeah. got a complaint um, from a <laughs> very sweet customer that we got them too high. And I was like, well, how many did you have? And she's like, well, they were delicious. I had half a box. And I was like, well, oh my I mean, God. We, I'm sorry. Like, we can't be responsible for that. Like, yeah. There are clear dosage instructions on the box. <laughs> like, well, you need to make it open proof. So after you have some, you can't open it again. I was like, well. <laughs> that requires you to reseal the childproof packaging. Exactly. But no, I think you're totally right. And I think um, another thing that we always talk about with um, customers who are new is to keep a journal. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be a log. It can be in your phone. 
But if you're experimenting with THC and you have a lot of anxiety around it or you're worried about it, write it down because when you're in the moment, sometimes it's a little hard to remember what you liked, what you didn't like. And if you can start to keep track, I think really quickly you'll learn where's your right dose, what do you enjoy, what do you not enjoy, and then it's all around educating yourself on the journey. And what you enjoy today might be different than what you enjoy next week because Maybe this week you didn't eat a lot at lunch and you're really stressed out and you're exhausted and you have a different cannabis experience the next week when you're out with your girlfriends in Palm Springs celebrating a bachelorette party, right? So it's important to kind of keep track for yourself until you get the experiences that you know what to have when and what you like. Yeah, understanding your dosage. And I think um, it's really fun to think about all the ways in which just like during the day cannabis, Mm -hmm. you know – Not that I'm using it all day, but like the different times of the day where I'm like, you know what? I need to be more mindful. Or sometimes if I set aside a couple hours to write in the afternoon, I'll smoke a little bit of our OG and I'm super efficient. The creativity comes out and you just, you know, you type away. And so it's something where you can be, like you're saying, it's very intentional. Like you can use it for specific, um, you know, help with specific tasks or like you're saying, Joe, I love the idea of just like being in nature, being in nature with THC and with cannabis is Mm -hmm. it just kind of brings you to a new awareness. You don't have, again, that wheel running in your head of like, what do I need to be doing right now? Like you can just really be present Mm -hmm. in where you are. It can be really healing. Grounded. Grounding. Yeah. And just bring things in, you know, thoughts into your mind that you might not have otherwise been, you know, Mm -hmm. open to thinking about. And I think as Women in business who have a lot going on and you have a lot of things going on at home, we end up keeping a lot of shit in our head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so there are times when I need to, you know, get out and go be somewhere else. But when I'm high, then all of a sudden I start making these connections. It's like that list in my head comes mm-hmm. to life and mm-hmm. things start connecting and be like, oh, you should probably talk to this person about this thing. And so one of the things I've started doing is carrying a little notepad and a little Sharpie marker in my purse, my little pouch that I wear all over the city with me. Because you think it's such a fucking brilliant idea that you're not going to forget it. Oh, my gosh, Or that yes. it's so obvious <laughs> that you should have called and this person about that thing. It. And then you totally forget it. So I now have a, a lot of little mini notepads everywhere, but at least those things are down. And then like once a week, I just collect them all and put them together and organize them on my clipboard. Right. <laughs> I love that mini clipboard. <laughs> you know, our our advisor is constantly encouraging Aaron and I to – create a way for ourselves to have more space in our mm. in our minds to think and to really look forward in the company. And I, I frequently feel so bogged down by just like the day-to-day and the task that, you know, I don't give myself that space. And really cannabis, um, it clear it kind of clears the cobwebs. That's almost like what it sounds like you're you're mm-hmm. talking about, Joe, where like you just you have more clarity. You can have this moment of like space without really needing to like work really hard at taking a day or whatever it is. You can just have like these moments where there's clarity and things are kind of coming together. And yeah, you're giving yourself that space at a time when like we're entrepreneurs, all of us are entrepreneurs. We're going so fast. We're so busy. You think I don't have time to give myself space, but like that allows for it. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think it's great. And I think it goes back to this. Also, you know, what we talked about in an earlier show 
with Beck and Mm -hmm. with Kathy. And then again here today is like the power of taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So whether that's cannabis in the afternoon to help you write or being casually baked to meditate or making sure you have time to exercise, you know, whatever that is, that um, it's not an either or. It's not like you can use cannabis or you can work or or you can exercise or or you can meditate. You know, how do you integrate aspects of your life to make it more streamlined and easy for you and also help you be more present mm-hmm. and feel like you're feel like you're taking on the world and you're accomplishing things instead of just getting behind? Definitely. And that's one of the things I like doing as a cannabis lifestyle guide is, you know, there are a lot of people who are onboarding that – They don't understand all of the options that are available to them. So being able to say, okay, just talk me through your day. You wake up and go, you know, and just have them tell me like what their morning is like, where they start having pain points, where they start feeling stress in their day. And so then, you know, I can make recommendations. Well, when I wake up, if I were you, I would start with, you know, some CBD tincture or a sublingual and, you know, and then don't start your coffee until this time. And, you know, and just like, we're all completely different. I tell Mm -hmm. we're all precious snowflakes. (laughs) And so, you know, by understanding where your day breaks down or where you need that extra creative boost, and then you can know exactly how to medicate and what style of medication is going to help you. And so, you know, my favorite thing in the evenings is, you know, to have a a glass of wine and one of your chocolates, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, that's dessert, but it's also, you know, going to help me get get mm -hmm. a good night's sleep. Yeah. Well, and that chocolate after that glass of wine, for me at least, would keep me from having the next glass of wine. Or, you know, sometimes I'll consume cannabis and I won't have anything to drink. It's just interesting how it like puts you in this really relaxed state if if you're using a strain that has that effect. Mm-hmm. I love it. So and, Carly, what's your spark of joy? Oh my gosh, are we already there? That's so I wild. Know. This goes so fast. So we had this amazing opportunity for community community blah, 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 and collaboration. Um, we were uh, afforded the amazing opportunity to build scholarships with some other cannabis brands in the industry for Circular Summit. Circular Summit is a women's entrepreneur conference put on by Alice, uh, Elizabeth, and Carolyn. We had an episode two of this season. So um, we brought, I think, was it how many total winners? 25. 25 scholarship recipients from the cannabis industry to this mainstream women's entrepreneur conference in Sonoma County. And it was the most incredible, inspiring two days. Um, Not just sharing time and space with our community within the cannabis industry. Uh, We got to hear all of these women's stories and talk about problems within the industry, opportunities within the industry, how we can all help each other grow. And that brought us to collaboration. And the Circular Summit was all about collaboration between the Alice team and their community that they have built to bring this incredible summit to to female entrepreneurs who otherwise wouldn't have these opportunities. Yeah, I was really touched with two things. I was really touched with also our industry's response to doing the scholarship. So, you know, we had the Carly and I had this crazy idea of like how could we walk the talk and provide authentic opportunity to other women to learn new skills and build new networks, things that we have been privileged to have or we have already earned for ourselves. And uh, we had this idea of 
putting together a scholarship. So it took us like 10 minutes, literally sending <laughs> out these emails to women leaders in the space who worked for well-funded companies. And we said, hey, will you get behind this and will you support us in doing this? And they all said yes, all of them. So we actually raised $18,000 to provide 25 full expense paid scholarships to women in cannabis. And what was so, to me, inspiring was, I mean, of course, these women were really grateful but for us, how much we learned oh my gosh, and how yes. impactful it was to see these other well-funded companies get behind us and get behind this initiative and really walk the talk of providing for females and for underrepresented founders. So it was really, really impactful. And then while we were there, my spark of joy was more around oh, the yeah. normalization of cannabis. Women were coming up to us from all over the place asking for samples. Right. I had women in the medical industry come up and say like, hey, do you have another joint? And I was like, sure. Right? <laughs> and to see so cannabis cool. so accepted at this conference with women from all over the country, there was so much interest. There was excitement. There were people who, you know, normally probably wouldn't get caught dead smoking a joint. But here they were in a situation where it was, where it was destigmatized. They were educated on it. They saw the value. They found the joy that they were looking for. It was just really beautiful integration of cannabis into this mainstream event. And Joe, you were there. I would love your perspective. Yeah. So my spark of joy is the full circle that I got to see through that. So you two ladies had this idea after one of your interviews here in the studio. And so for me to see the spark of an idea in you and then to be there to witness a busload of female entrepreneurs getting together. I've got goosebumps talking oh. about it. It was just a really beautiful thing because I'm like, you know what? This is women doing shit. Like we're not talking about shit. Mm -hmm. We're doing shit. Yes. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, thank that's you. so great. I was this glad to be a part of it. And that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for you. So thank, thank you. you. Oh, that's you're so, so welcome. This has been really fun. I'm so glad that we got to do this episode with you, Joe. I know. Yeah, I also wonderful. have a second spark of joy. Oh. <laughs> My Hawaii vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I sparked lots of joys at it. <laughs> that's awesome. So I got, I, to, I got to come back into Circular Summit. So it was inspiration, inspiration. It was. Oh, my gosh. I saw some pictures of baby Tommy with mouths full of sand. <laughs> it looked like a lot of fun. And Erin has a nice golden tan for those of you who can't see her. Ooh, ooh. It looks lovely next to Joe and my pale, pale, pale. pale skin. Yeah. <laughs> Although Pasty mine's white. never pale. <laughs> well, I know. I'm always kind of pink. Yeah. <laughs> I would say as a send off before we wrap the show, I would just really encourage other women how they can lift each other up and how we can do small acts of using our voice and our network and how we can make an ask, like creating a scholarship, like piling money from people who maybe you don't have it, but maybe you have people who have it and really offer opportunity to other women, whether that's just mentoring, whether it's financial, whether it's buying products that are women-made, supporting other women entrepreneurs, going to your local businesses. Like mm -hmm. if all of us as women support each other better, we will dominate this world. <laughs> and so really like a call to action is like, how do we authentically support each other in a, in a way that like moves, moves business forward for everyone, but also moves us forward as women? I love it. I love it. That's a good question to pose, and we'll put that in the show notes. Y'all yes, can leave let us know. leave your ideas in the comment section. I love it. I love it. Yes. All right. Thanks, Joe. You're the yeah. best. We love you. We look forward to uh, hearing from all of you out there, and can't wait for next episode of Garden Society, the podcast.
Be sure to check the podcast show notes at thegardensociety.com for a deeper dive into each episode. Engage with Carly and Aaron via social at GRDN Society. If you like what you hear, help spread the joy. Subscribe, rate, and review Garden Society, the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Garden Society, the podcast, is produced by Joanna Newding and recorded in the Casually Baked Studio in downtown Oakland, California. Sound engineering is performed by Arnav Gupta. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.